ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. All we say to America is be true to what you said on paper. You know, I was, I was asking myself, what's the reality in this and what's the bullshit? Tell yourself the truth so that you can get where you want to go. You can be who you want to be. Truth in the end shall win. All right, everybody, welcome to episode four of the Noble Podcast. We are live in Nashville, Tennessee on a Saturday morning. I am Clayton Mann, and sitting across from the table from me, as always, he calls Saginaw, Michigan home. Introduce yourself, my friend. What up, what up? What's Alex good? Schofield, everybody. Welcome to day whatever, month whatever. I think it's March 55th of quarantine or something like that. 2020 is off the rails. Um, we're going to dive in. We have a, a big question to ask today. We're just going to talk about the re- week real quick and then dive into a question we have. Alex, how was your week? How was quarantine going for you? It's been going pretty well. Just well. uh, holding steady to work, uh, writing, reading, laying low. I concur. Talking to the family every now and then. I concur. Yeah, I mean, I've you? caught some fish, done some reading. Oh, that's right. You've uh, done some working out, done hey. some eating as well. Tell you, we did not go hungry this week. I'm um, just letting everybody know, Alex yeah. and I, we, <laughs> we did well this week, I'd say. We had our fair. Easter Sunday was great. Shot. We never said yeah, happy, happy Easter. Uh, yeah, happy belated Easter day. Belated everybody. Easter. Um, that is definitely something to celebrate. But we did good. We did good, and it's been a good week. Um, I will say, these days have been a little challenging. Um, the world has not been the kindest. I would say to play into everyone's hands for the situation we are in, which is why we're going to ask the question today. We're looking for the truth in this question because this is the noble podcast. We search for truth. We want no BS. Pardon my French. We want no bullshit when it comes to life. We want to be noble in what we do. So we're going to ask the question today. When the world is knocking you down, how do you get back up? That is the title. That is the question. Alex and I asked this question about a week ago. We well, have not talked about it once. No. And you brought it up and you said uh Yeah. You said we should talk about it. And I said I think we should because uh I'm interested in your take on it. So here we but are. Can I can I ask because you you brought this up mm-hmm. and I thought it was a damn good idea. Mm-hmm. But I wanna know what it was. What kind of inspired it? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm currently um, reading. I actually finished it last night. The Book of Acts, which is mostly about. It starts with the disciples in the Bible, but it it, it goes into the the story of Saul, who becomes Paul. Now, Paul was a murderer murderer of Christians, put them in jail, and then he went through walking off the Damascus Road, went through this great conversion where he became one with God and became a preacher. And he was um well an evangelist preacher, very much. An inspirational person in the Bible, if you could say. And Paul and Barnabas, I don't know how to pronounce this, were in Isonium. Um, I'm in Acts 14. And <clears throat> let's go to Acts 14, 19. But Jews came there from Antioch and Isonium and won over the crowds. This is after Paul had preached them, obviously. Then they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing he was dead. But when the disciples surrounded him, he got up and went into the city. The next day, he went with Barnabas to Derby. So I was amazed that this man, 
Paul. Who, this man named Paul was a murderer of Christians. And and this isn't going to be a biblical podcast today. This is just kind of what inspired me. Just no, fair I the question, and this was You're, you and, did uh, have you did have the Bible in front of you when you. What amazed me was the fact that this guy was stoned and beaten and dragged out of the city, and he got up the next day and went forth with his mission that he was given. Um, and he said later in Acts 14, 22, it is through many persecutions that we must enter the kingdom of God. And he preached that day, and then you walk a little later here in Acts. When they arrived, they called the church together and related all that God had done with them and how he had opened a door of faith with the Gentiles. So even though this man was persecuted, knocked down, beaten, stoned, and dragged out of the city, the next day he got up and he said, you know what? I'm going to keep going. I was pretty inspired by that, especially during these tough times in quarantine when the world, once again, the news has just been nothing, but people are dying. Uh, Congress is, the government's just up and up in arms, pointing fingers at each other. Everyone's a liar. Everyone, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. It gets, it kind of wears you down. But this was, um, I read that and I was like, this guy just kind of a, and, and that's halfway through Relentless. the book of Acts. He keeps going. He keeps getting put in jail. He keeps getting beaten. He yeah. keeps getting flogged. Okay, this guy, you know, flogged, if you don't know what flogging is, Look it up. You kind of will say, hey, man, I'm done putting up with this. I'll give up on this faith thing. It's being beaten yeah. by rods. It's not fun. Um, you'd think he'd give up, but no. Mm-mm. He, he knew he had God on his side, and he says, I have a hope in God, a hope that they themselves also accept that there will be a resurrection of both the righteous and the unrighteous. Therefore, I do my best always to have a clear conscience toward God and all people, yeah, that means no bull in the brain. You know, he was not um, bothered by anything worldly or anything that could really knock him off his feet. He was very much like a stone in the ocean. Really can't be knocked over. Yeah. Just kind of is there. And that kind of inspired me to ask, when the world is knocking you down, Alex, how do you get back up? And we're going to help you all through the next hour, two hours. I don't know how long this is going to go. Well, yeah. Whatever that's... spot you're in, big or small, we hope we're kind of lift and shine a little light in your world today. So go ahead, Alex. Well, the cool th- I think, first off, the cool thing is that we're, uh, we're going to answer this for ourselves as well because we're not, uh, we don't claim to be anybody that we're not. So, yeah, I mean, we're not philosophical, inspirational speakers. So no, I we're very much I'm not. I'm not claiming to know this answer for sure, but when the world is knocking you down, how do you get back up? I'm reading the text you sent because you had sent it through text mm-hmm. just to make sure I get that question right. But, man, that's, that's the hard the hard part is, like, right now, it's like we're not out and about. We're not really experiencing much outside this house. <laughs> you know, so, like, we're not getting completely knocked down at the moment. Yeah, the quarantine is it's a little bitter, and it kind of keeps you, mm-hmm. it's like, shit, we're in quarantine still. But... I will it's say not like, it has been tough. I think the it's last. It's been tough. I think yeah. it's been tough recently. But it's not like we're going out and, uh, exper- you know, I don't know, experiencing those and the, the bad parts of life outside this house. You know That's what I'm saying? True. That's so true. So it's like, okay, where do you, where do we pull it from? So for me, I, but I almost feel I'm gonna just preempt no, go this ahead. here. I almost feel like, um, you know, when you go out, you almost get inspired. You're uplifted by other people and. You know, yeah. I by it. life, I feel like now it's just like you open social media and the, I know people are trying. Like we're really trying to be inspiring, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just, it's not the same as real human connection. No, that's like true. FaceTime and phone calls are nice, but there's something that a hug and talks over a beer, yeah. you know, that, that offers you. They It gives you a little more uh, kick, I guess. So, then, but go ahead. I just want to bring we'll, that No, bit. that's a good point. That's a co- That's a really good point. Like going out and getting that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like right now too. Yeah, being stuck in the house and and getting fed all this. There's a lot of negativity that you could just read continuously all oh, day. Oh, all day. So all I mean, day. it is knocking you down. I We're guess. We're finding inspiration though. I can tell we are. Yeah. We're getting there. So I guess from my take, reading the Bible and then reading this this uh, book I'm reading called Twelve Years a Slave, mm-hmm. and it's a uh, it's about a gentleman who gets captured from the north and uh, is brought down to be a slave for 12 years in Louisiana. And then I looked at his that's a, that's situation. A tough situation. Yeah, I looked at his situation. I pulled from his situation. I pulled from the Bible, uh, the Old Testament, what those people are going through uh, currently in the book. Esther, I want to say that's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, side note, I didn't know there was a girl uh, in the Old Testament. Actually, I didn't know either. written you... from the, yeah. You're, so, I'm, you're in the OT. I'm in, still in the new T. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, pulling from that, pulling from the Bible, and then pulling from what I know and what I've seen. And what you've been through. And what I've been through. That's, that's kind of where I was. I was pulling from the Bible and personal experience the yeah. most. Yeah. And books I've read, obviously. I think once we get going, I'll be able to pull from what I've been through, I guess. But knowing... Knowing that, I don't know, or no, reading this, I think it comes down to uh, hope. Mm-hmm. I think it seriously comes down to keeping faith. I don't know how much you just want to jump right into it. I mean, but <laughs> oh, man, go, 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 go. It's just I, like faith. We're going to open a can of worms. For I me, think that's a part of it. I'll agree with part of that. For me, it's faith and hope. Now, I have, once we get going to, it's like, I'll, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I... I was like, I kind of made a, a list here of like, when the world is knocking you down, how do you get back up? And you're like, well, what do you mean when the world is knocking you down? Now, it could be your health. It could be a relationship. It could be anything that you're going through. You lost a friend. Yeah. Maybe you're literally just not happy with yourself. You look in the mirror and you go, what the hell happened? You yeah. know, that that's the way I look at it. And the first step that I would now I'm someone who's lost 40 pounds before I've been in a low spot. I've kind of looked at myself in the mirror and been like, listen, chief, this ain't it. You know, a and that's spot. so easy to do. That is oh, yeah. so easy to do. That's the easy, comfortable path is to go, yeah. this sucks. I'm not going to do anything about it, though. I'm just going to live in my self-pity, yeah. And which is why the first step you should do. Now, I kind of made a list kind of thing is to d- detach, step back and totally oh, so detach have, from the problem. Yeah. OK, Rem- don't don't look in the mirror and start crying and crawl on the floor. Remove all emotions out of the situation, okay? Take all it and just let's get factual. Get factual with yourself and hold yourself accountable. Get brutally honest because that's when, like, if you start BSing yourself, nothing's going to happen, okay? You got to be honest with yourself and look, who's to blame in the situation? Because nine times out of ten, I would say 9.9 times out of ten, it is your fault. It is your fault. See, this this is interesting you say this, though. It is interesting you say that. When most of the times you're in a bad situation, it is your fault. Well, now I'm not talking about 
Now, this doesn't apply. Okay, you caught me on. This is, oh, man, this is going to be a fun podcast. Like a relationship, I can't say that. Nine times out of ten, you know, that's very a gray area. But when it comes to personal issues. Yes. Okay? Yes. So most of the times when the world is knocking you down, when this quarantine is knocking you down, it is not the world's fault. It's maybe you not making the most of the quarantine. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that could be. That's the way I look at it. 100%. You know, and another good way is like when you've gone through bad stuff before, look for patterns in your past. When you've been riding a low wave, you go, man, what was I doing during that low wave? And most of the time, yeah. you will find a recurring pattern in that, in the issue at hand. When it comes to anything. Yeah. You'll look at, well, I was doing this and I was doing, and you're like, crap, man, I'm doing that again. Yeah. I'm doing that again. And then once you spot those patterns, Okay, be honest with yourself. You go, oh, man, this is my fault. Do not lie to yourself. That does nothing. When you're soft and when you're comfortable, nothing changes. I mean, how do you expect, like, pressure molds anything, okay? That's how anything is molded is with pressure. When you're soft, there's nothing's really going to change. Mm-hmm. It takes, when you're taking sandpaper to wood, you need pressure, and you refine, and you refine, and you refine. And then you end up with the product that you have. And we're not going to get to refining it, but I will say you need pressure and you need to keep on smoothing and refining to dig out where you're at. Well, that's in that that comes with learning who you are mm-hmm. in those situations because mm-hmm. you do learn who you are by being pressured. Yes, panic and stressful situations bring out your true self. Yeah. I firmly believe that when you're I mean, with a friend that. and then like all of a sudden you're in a panic situation, they're a whole different person. That's a side of that person you didn't know. You know yeah. what I mean? That is when, like, it takes, when, if someone's freaking out, you're like, okay, I can kind of learn from how this is, what's going on here. Yeah. But for and me. You, and you kind of learn who, who's, uh, who's the leader mm-hmm. or what kind of role you are. What kind of role they play. I what kind of role the, you are. You know, what yeah. can you offer? Because you may be a leader, but there may be somebody yeah. that's a better leader. But the way I look at but it anyway. is to know, back to the detaching thing, to know, to find the light at the end of the tunnel, to, to have the hate. The, the hope and the faith, you need to understand that you are in the dark spot of the tunnel. Okay? That is what... No, that, be noble. Yes. Be like, hey, I am in a crappy place right now. But boom. Don't don't say Monday. Don't say January. Yeah. You go literally right now. I don't care if it's 2.33 on a Tuesday afternoon in June. Okay? You say right now is the spot. Right now, I'm just going to detach. I'm going to step back and go, I'm going to make a change. I, 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 I. You have to tell yourself because really no one else is going to do it for you. It doesn't matter how much you beg them. This is on you. It's on you to lift it. It's on you to go run. One step, one punch, one mile at a time. That's from a Rocky movie. Cite Rocky on that. Before I lost lost 40 pounds, I would like watch Rocky. I figured this was going to come up. Oh, 100%. 100%. And even like... um, Earlier this year, I had lost like, I think like eight to 10 more pounds. And it was very much like every day was like rocky. And I found, I'm going to get to that later. (laughs) I don't want to foreshadow anything. So when the world is knocking you back, what's your kind of, do you have a first step? How do you get going? Well, I mean, that's pretty good. The whole look at, look inward. Mm -hmm. I kind of, I kind of compared to, okay, where were the times in my life that I was, I was, uh, that I was doing good, that I was I don't know. Dude, there Doing was well this time where and compared to that. Yeah. Now that doesn't always work because you you grow yeah. and you kind of realize what works for you and what doesn't. Now, I will say 
when you and I were living at the old house west of Nashville, there was like a two-month stint where Alex and I were kicking absolute ass. Do you remember? Oh, my God. I'll I, say I, that. I think yeah. it was like mid-October to early December. Yeah, right you know before what I mean? Christmas and all that. Yeah. And remember, we got back for Christmas, and we were like, dude, do you remember? Like, yeah. what I mean, Alex and I were kicking ass. Like, we were freight trains up at 6 a.m., eating the right food at the gym, writing the songs, playing. I mean, it was working for us. It was but, definitely working for us. But, but kept... notice the pattern. Like, how can you pull from a good pattern you had at a good phase of your life? That's why I'm saying this, because you were recognizing the good parts. Yes. And just, boom, drop those right back into what you were doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's the hard part too because we look at at least from my perspective. I first and foremost, I want to be creative in life. Mm-hmm. So how do you be creative? I'm st- I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But I I sometimes think is it is it not strangling the day, the week, the month, your life to death, and having such a structure that there's no room for creativity mm-hmm. because creativity just happens. It's serendipitous. On a whim sometimes. It's serendipitous, yeah. definitely. It just happens on a whim sometimes. So you got to have that room for creativity. Mm-hmm. That's I why agree. I like, like the trip to Arkansas. I don't know if I'd mentioned that, but the trip to Arkansas a few weeks back, there was just so much room. It was just it's, like, it's a loose structure. I think that's what you're kind of saying is yes. knowing what you're doing but with a purpose. You know, you don't need a clear itinerary. I'm, I'm a big fan of not having a super clear-cut plan, but at least like an outline. A foundation of what you're doing and why you're doing it. Action. To me, that's enough. That is enough to you need, go do it. You well, know? Yeah. You need the action. You need the. You also. You almost need to just state the action of what what it is I'm gonna do. Yeah. When, you, in the day, in the morning, I'm mm-hmm. gonna go for a run. Well, what is the action for the run? Mm-hmm. To begin losing weight. Mm-hmm. Or that's just the to have result. better mental health. Or just to have better. Or mental just to health. feel better. Because you will feel better. Or maybe your Going motivation is you yeah. want to look good for your partner. Yeah. Hey, find that motivation and freaking write it down. Why are you running? That's another thing, too. Our good friend Harrison. Down. Harrison, I don't know how to say it. Sokoloff or something like that? Skoloff. Some, no. Something. Harrison, you can, you, um, you're a very wise guy, but um, he said, what is, remember one time we were having coffee, and he goes, what is your why? I still have it written down. Yeah. What is your why? Yeah, he's mentioned that to me, too. So I would say find your why and go do it, and don't, back to clear-cut planning, many people, they're like, well, I'm going to start running. So they go buy a $90 pair of shoes. They spend $200 on outfits. And then they're like, I'm going to run five miles five times this week. Yeah. What the hell? No, you've never, if you've never run before, don't do, don't do that. Yeah. Run one mile. Just walk. Just walk. Literally just walk to the end of your street. But don't, don't set your expectations so high that you can't beat them. Set a yeah. goal that you can beat and you will continuously challenge yourself, you know? Don't be like, oh, I'm going to go run a marathon in a month. Well, no. Then you're going to hurt yourself, and you're going to fail, and you're going to go cry in a corner again. Mm-hmm. Like, set a feasible goal that you can achieve, and every week you want to continuously beat that, you know? Yeah. We put too much well, pressure. Were, yeah, and if you were to set that goal, it's it's so easy to just give up on it. A healthy amount of pressure. Then, Back to the pressure point. That's what yeah. I want to say. You want to have, like, enough pressure to say, I can beat this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's part of detaching. Mentality. Don't, yeah, man. It's your mindset. Too. Mind, I mean, mindset's mindset, everything. mentality. It's that's good. The be, looking inward. You got good shit there. If you uh, beat yourself up, you're, there's no way you're gonna. I mean, you're that way. You're like, no, I'm gonna go get this done, and then you go do it. I'm gonna go move these logs and chop them with an yeah. axe. <laughs> to a degree, I mean, I I do beat myself up though. I mean, I was just sitting there this morning thinking, shit, I haven't written a song in in a while that I. 
Well, <clears throat> I would say being creative. There's that's multiple the creative outlets. I think that's the hard part for me. For me, it's the battle of creativity and not strangling the day, like I said. Mm-hmm. Because you, a part of me wants to we get up. We have some at, confliction at the table. A part of me wants to get up at six thirty and be like, "Man, let's let's go for a run. Let's do this, 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 and this, and this." And mm-hmm. then by here, we're gonna do this and this and this. Eat right during the course of the day. But shit gets thrown off. I mean, you just get thrown <laughs> off during the course. That you do. You know what's weird is I feel like, like shit is more off course during the quarantine, in which the the responsibilities have been decreased to minimum. Yeah, I mean, and I you feel can't more go off course and, than ever. Yeah, there's less distractions than ever, and I'm I feel like I have nothing tangible to grasp onto because it used to be, I'd sit down on a Monday. I plan out where I'm going on the road this weekend, so I've got a reason to go work out five days this yeah. week. But yeah. now it's like I get up and I'm like, I don't know what day it is. Do I need to take a shower today? Well, when you're told, you know, concerts aren't going to start till next January year. January of 2021. Yeah. And that's your kind of main thing is I'm still trying to figure out, well, what what am I working towards? You know, I, yeah. I have small goals, but right now my big goals, they're not. They're kind of up in the air at the moment. Yeah. That's something I really need to do. I'm actually going to write that down on the paper I have in front of me. But detaching, I'll kind of sum up this first part by saying detaching. Step back and go, whose fault? What is my issue? And I need to find a why. Yeah. You know? So, hmm. but 12 years a slave. Well, that's, so, but that was the, that was the thing for the me, hope. too. That was the hope and faith, yes. But you're also, your your argument of, you, mm-hmm. looking inward, you. I mean, Solomon Northup is the character in the book. He's the guy. He's the 12 years a slave. It wasn't his fault. You know, so how do you, how do you go through that? I mean, 12 years. And I haven't finished the book, and it, so I don't know, like, his low points in those 12 years. But, mm-hmm. like, he, he was destined to get out. That's Did you my finish point. the book? No, not oh, yet. Oh, not yet. No. But he was destined to get out. So he, he always had something... Yeah, he had a family back home. He had up a in New purpose. York. He had, had a family back. So yeah, he had a family, kids, wife back home in New York, state, whatever. But he was down in Louisiana for twelve years, being he was a slave, and he kept the difference with him and many others was he had faith and hope that he was going to get back. He was always mm-hmm. looking for. He was always looking for freedom. He had freedom on his mind all the time. A lot of those people didn't. A lot of those people were born into slavery, sadly. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't know any, they didn't know the difference. They didn't know, what they I'm, didn't know what freedom was. What I'm amazed at is I, I could never imagine the, like being, I don't know how to say it, but being a slave, like how, holding on hope. Like that, imagine years, how freaking tough, 12 years, mentally tough that would be to be like, I'm like, I don't know how to put it, but he was a slave. Like, how do you, how do you wake up in the morning and go, I'm a slave, but I have hope that I'm going to get back up to my family. That's 1500 miles away in New York. Yep. Like that is like, look at your problems and then look at that problem. Yeah. And that, and if that guy can get out of it, I'm pretty sure wherever you're at, you know, you can get out of yeah. that. You know? I mean, and that's. Reading that, I mean, especially the uh, in the Old Testament too. 
a lot of those people just had faith and hope. Mm-hmm. And you faith just, can do a lot of things for you. Yes. Just holding on to waking up and go like, right now I'm not there. Yeah. But thinking long term and going, I'm going to get there. And you literally have to physically tell yourself. It does something in your brain. You make a promise to yourself. You're like, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Mm-hmm. No matter what. And you have to remind yourself. And that, I mean, I couldn't imagine waking up and, I mean, being a slave and being beaten and having to. I mean, you said they worked from literally sun up past sundown sometimes if there was enough moon and if the Yeah, and if the moon was bright, they'd keep working. Oh and the God. hard part, too, is they would also, what I say before, they were uh, they would bring in their cotton to the cotton gin and be weighed. And if it was less than what they had brought the day before, they were flogged. Yeah. They were beaten mm-hmm. and whipped. And if it was more than the day they had brought before, then they'd weigh that and that they would be accounted for that the next day. They'd have to bring in that next that same amount the next day. So it was like there was no winner. There was no no sign they of weren't hope there. There, <laughs> there was, was no, no sign light. of hope. There was no light at all. And to keep that faith and hope, I mean, the guy had a family back home. That was the difference. He knew what freedom was. Damn. He knew what freedom was. So, so he it almost stung a little bit more for him because he knew what it was like to exactly. not be a slave compared to the other slaves. Exactly. Didn't know. But the thing is, too, there was there was a girl that had been captured with them. Uh, they had a whole different side of... They had a whole different family. Mm-hmm. She lost hope. She lost faith. She actually passed away within like four years of being a slave. He hmm. had found out earlier in Louisiana. But she had completely lost hope. Her kids were taken from her. And she just literally just... Her soul sunk. Mm-hmm. Just... She starved to death pretty much. Oh, my God. And she just, they found her on the, uh, what do you call it, slave house, you know, floor. Just, just dead. dead. Yeah. How old was she? Does it say? I mean, she's probably 30-some years old. She was a mom. <laughs> two kids taken from her. And she just, from that point, she was taken. She just continuously lost hope. And just, I mean, it's hard to say. I don't want to say she bitched about the problem, but. Every time she was brought up in the book, he, he would say that she was, she was the one. She was just always constantly talking about how just shitty her situation was, mm-hmm. which it was, no doubt. I mean, yeah. their situations are this shitty. This is a harsh comparison, gotta, but... It is a harsh comparison. But you still got to look for from. the hope. You got to look for the light, which is yeah. the difference between her and Solomon, obviously, in that 12 Years a Slave. Is yes. She kind of... Now, as a mother... Two that's kid, hard. That's very hard. I don't to hold know. Hope. I have no. I've never been. A, I've never in been that a situation. mom. I'm not. I don't think I'll ever be a mom. Um, <laughs> I don't think you will. <laughs> I don't think I'll be one. But Noble will call me out right there. But yeah, I don't think. I think running off that point is holding on to hope, holding on to faith, and a long term purpose, and having a clear conscience in your purpose that's, and a higher yes. thing. Because when you that's have good. a when you have a service. I think that we've said this before. When you have something, if money's your master, I you know it's so temporary. You know, if yeah. if the the unhealthy relationship you're in is your master, that's that's not something you can really serve. You know, if the whatever you're in, if it, in my life, to be honest, food was my master. It still is sometimes. Like yeah. I'm like I'm like that's my comfort. That's my emotional weakness more than drugs or alcohol. Literally. But that's instant gratification. Oh, and you it's know, fair. it's it's the like, I lose control, but then like I'm in control because I lost it. You know what I mean? Does that Wait even make sense? Yeah, say that again. Like I can eat, 
when I when there's food when um it doesn't happen often but like when I I'll Especially binge on food good. I was an emotional eater for a part of my life um it was like for I could turn to that I could go like I can't control this part of my life but boom I can eat yeah all this and yeah. feel happy now yeah. feel like shit in two hours but in that <laughs> moment. I could go like, listen, this is a instant gratification. Instant. So, so how oh, do you, it's like freaking needle in the arm. No, I've never put a needle yeah. in my arm. I'm never playing on it. But it was very much like, boom. But I totally had to, boom. Let's go on to the second point here of strategy. Totally had to shift. Totally had to hit a reset in my mind. You've got to hit a reset button and go like, that's not my personality. You know what I mean? That yeah. Like when I first moved to Nashville, I was very much like the cookout guy. For all those who don't know, Cookout's a fast food restaurant here in the South where it's very, like, six bucks and you can get, like, a fried chicken sandwich with fries, um, hush puppies, and a Coke. And, like, oh, yeah. there was a good stint in Nashville. It was like, Clayton? Oh, Clayton was a good cookout probably. And I kind of hit me one day and I was like, I don't want to be known for that. Were you actually known for that? Oh, it was common. It was very common. If people f- were hanging out with you, you were going to cookout kind of thing? 100%. Yeah. 100%. Joey and I, we'd go to cookout for lunch. Not Chipotle. Not not go to Applebee's, not not nothing. So that's yeah, because cook, cookouts is kind of like a Waffle House where it's like a drunk. You it's kind of go there. Shitty you, food place. Yes, you know. I mean, yes. you've been there. You know what it's like. Yeah. But even the, we'd go to cookout and you'd be like, "I'm good." I literally, yes. you've sat across me at a table at cookout and gone, "I'm good." Yeah, I'm not and I'm sitting there this. eating. Yeah, half of <laughs> other people's trays and my trays. This, yeah. is, this is probably like a year ago. Well, I was pick. I was. Picking off other people's too. No, no, you were eating the coleslaw. You were eating the, the only green thing in a, yeah, on a cookout menu. But still, that wasn't. Ugh, thinking about it. But strategy. Once you've like called yourself out on your own bullshit, what I like to do is develop a strategy because I, you know, that that's about writing it down. Oh, I would yeah. say. Oh yeah, you hit the because nail you right on the head. To. You have to. Because you know why? You are forty-two percent more likely to do something if you write it down. Where'd you get that number? I saw that I have I don't have the site, but I I can't cite it. Just but look it up. Look it up. <laughs> look it up. Look it up. Look it up. But I would say develop a plan to help you out. A list of handwritten goals you know you will get done so you can hold yourself accountable. The best way to get out of a low spot is to achieve goals. Small ones. Start small, folks. That's literally the smallest goal. Could be like, I'm gonna go buy the healthy food at the grocery store, or I'm gonna call the person I'm upset with and forgive them. I'm gonna go for that one mile run today. Achieve that little thing. Like, have you guys seen the, the there's a 20 minute video on a make your bed in the morning, a Navy SEAL at the University of Texas, I, I think. I wouldn't even say it's 20 minutes, but yeah. Go My grandma that. sent that to me, and it's a. And his goal is to start with making your bed in the morning. But develop yeah. a plan. You go, I'm going to get this done, I'm going to get this done. And maybe develop a timeline of what goals you want to meet and when. Maybe have a long-term goal and a short-term goal. Your short-term goal this week could go, I'm going to run three miles the whole week. But in six months, I'm going to run a 10K. You know? Yeah. That way you have a higher purpose to serve. It gives you a reason to go for that run. I'm trying to find this here. I think it's... Uh... I just read it. Yeah, it's 42%. Boom. 42% more likely. So write down. Get a journal. I want to say You can go buy a composite notebook from Walgreens for two or three bucks. The Huffington Post did it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we got to cite a place that... There's we'll many we'll places. cite the Huffington Post. If they... Or Inc.com. Inc.com had the... Uh, had the psychology professor, Dr. Gail Matthews, at the Dominican University in California, led a study on goal setting with nearly... 270 participants. The result, 
you are 42% more likely to achieve Boom. your goals if you write them down. Boom. And, dude, I did that because I was having a rough week. This week I was just well, not you, feeling So that back Go to ahead. the comparison thing, I mean, you look at the times. I remember the times back when you had just touched on in October to early December. I was writing down my goals every week. At, mm-hmm. On Sunday night, I would write down my goals for the week. Mm-hmm. And then I got to the point where I was just I was setting too many goals. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the week, yeah, you're just like, shit. So what I would start doing, because I wasn't accomplishing them all, and I would feel, like I said, like crap. I would just start numbering them. Yeah. Okay, what's the number one goal uh, that I want to get done? Prioritizing is what Prioritize. you're saying? Prioritize, yes. There you go. I like that word. Good, good call. <laughs> so... Good call. I was having a crappy quarantine. Um, I was really <laughs> off track. Who okay. would have thunk you would have said that? Crappy quarantine. I was yeah. Especially Back in twenty twenty, I was having pretty crappy quarantine. I would quarantine say the first at two and, and a half months of twenty twenty were really kick ass. Say that again. The first two and a half months of twenty twenty were pretty damn good. I'm just gonna say it. The first month was a uh, yeah. Yeah, I would say the last two months they've they've been rocky. It's been weird though. It's been twenty twenty has been weird. So there was a I day hope you guys. <laughs> I was like, the same. I was feeling really low, and I was like, I woke up on Thursday, and I think the week, I would say the middle of last week to the middle of this week, I was like, I am so off track. I am so not on my own shit. Like, yep. I'm calling myself on my own bullshit right now. So on Thursday, I set four goals for the day because Alex had like, oh, I'm just setting some daily goals. I was like, well, that's a good place to start. I'm gonna spend, I'm gonna set some small goals. So on Thursday, I woke up, I got out of bed, and I said, I'm going to clean the kitchen. Okay, because the dishwasher hadn't been unloaded because you had done it last time and there needed to be dishes to be done. So I was like, I'm going to clean the kitchen. I am going to practice the piano. I am going to read the Bible and I'm going to work out. And I'm going to cross off as I go. And I got them all done that day because I said four things. That's That's all I got to do today. That's all I got to do. And I can go to bed going, boom. And now I also read a little bit. I read a little. um, Alex gifted me this Billy Graham book, which is pretty darn good. Um, we're some Billy Graham fans. But I was like, if I can achieve these four things, that was my strategy for the day. That was my small thing. All I had to do was clean a kitchen, read a Bible, work out, and practice the piano. And that was enough to fill up four to, I think, six hours of my day. And how'd you feel at the end of the oh, day? Oh, I felt great. Because at five o'clock, I was like, you know what? I can kind of relax, make dinner, and have a chill night because I spent 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Well, that was that's eight hours. Well, throw in the reading. That fills in the other time. But I was like, I, I was able to get, like, I did something today. Mm-hmm. I did more than nothing. So self-check. And you also, it's how we talked about writing it down. It's also the physical thing of crossing it off. Doesn't that give you a little impulse? Oh, yeah. Like, it's like the needle in the it arm kind of thing. It kicks a little endorphin in you. But that, that's, I like to live by the self-check thing. My dad has kind of always stood by this, is self-checking constantly, seeing if you're meeting your own standard at this very moment, every hour, every day, every week, every month, every year. Look at the long-term goals. Are you literally working toward it? Are you working towards the, small, the, the big-term goal with the small-term goal? I know that me crossing off reading a chapter out of this Bible is going to get me to the long-term goal of reading the whole thing. Yep. You know what I mean? Now, I want to... Here come fall, hopefully we're back on stage. I want to play piano on stage with my band. Me practice the piano for two, three hours, that's getting me closer to that long-term goal. That short-term meets the long-term. And understand change comes one day at a time. Develop things you can get done on a daily basis, a monthly basis, and a yearly basis. That's one thing I like to... Yearly basis, I would say... So keeping that that big goal in in mind mind while you're doing it. 100%. So look at, again... It doesn't matter. 
I'm a, I don't want to say this is going to be a biblical podcast, but like I said, I was pulling from the Bible. Look at Jesus' big goal. It's to spread the word of God, spread the faith, spread hope, spread yeah. the light. And he did it mm-hmm. in the midst of his, he didn't leave his, I don't know, not counting. He, he, <laughs> but he was, he didn't travel. He didn't leave his, the, no. the country. I don't think he ever traveled more than like 200 miles or something. I think no. it's a smaller number than that. And he preached to small crowds. He Very small. To small crowd. He preached to small crowds. And 2,000 years later, here we are. And 2,000 years later, here we are. Now, I will bounce There's, off that point. I know you have another point, but I'm going to no, bounce ahead. off that. Yeah, go ahead. Now, after Paul had gone through all this, gone to jail, stood before the Roman council and the governor and all that, he went to, I think, I don't know if it was in Rome, um, Felix at Ceresia, I don't know how to pronounce it, but um, he had to appeal the emperor, uh, the emperor, and he had to consult with King Agrippa. They said, listen, this guy's done nothing wrong but preach kindness. So he went back to Rome. He lived there for two whole years at his own expense. People don't know this, but as Paul was preaching, he worked side gigs to pay his own bills and welcomed all who came to him, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. So even though he had been keeping the big down, goal in mind, that was his big goal. He said, I don't care. I'm going to keep also, working. Just like what you said, there was also a little Gary V in there. Gary V preaches having <laughs> yeah. a side hustle to just... He, yes, he does. He just Amen got on that a one, side hustle to to get to your end result. Yeah. So keeping your end result in mind, but knowing you will have to you will have to go off a little bit, and in order to support yourself. Yeah. Sometimes it's sometimes it's two jobs, one paycheck, kind of thing. There was a I don't know if you can flip to it. I'm trying to find Luke. I'm not familiar with the uh, New Testament, but Luke twelve forty eight. Mm-hmm. And I flipped to this randomly while reading 12 Years a Slave. And the quote is uh, Luke 12, 48. It says, from everyone to whom much has been given, much will be required. And from the, from the one to whom much has been entrusted, even more will be demanded. Hmm. So think about, I, here, think about who you, from whom, from everyone. I'm trying to. I'm reading this out loud so no. I can understand. Yeah, your Bible I think might be different than mine. <clears throat> from everyone to whom much has been given, much will be required, and from the one who much has been entrusted, even more will be demanded. Now, I'm just going to say how I perceive this. It yeah. sounds like the more, the bigger load you take on, the more responsibility as a leader, um, more is uh, required yes. from you. You know, like um, if you're looking at. I don't know the the AT and T building. I'm sure the CEO at the top floor has much more responsibility than the janitor. Yes, Washington. Now that doesn't mean the janitor shouldn't do a good job and have pride in his work. <laughs> no. But I will say the heavier load does require a stronger back. So, yes, the way I took that though is uh, is keeping that hope and faith and keeping that end result in mind, mm-hmm. and knowing what you've been through, kind of looking what you've been through. So. And I don't want to jump off. I don't want to jump steer f- too far from your strategy. No, please go ahead, please. But when I think about my end result, when I think about what I've been through, mm-hmm. it it helps me to keep faith and keep hope. Mm-hmm. Think about what Jesus's end result was. Think about what he's been through. I'm trying to. I'm trying. To well, he definitely had a plan. He definitely had a plan, had a plan, but plan developed. He, I don't know if he knew the plan. Uh, uh, yeah, I would say he knew. Yeah. 
<laughs> I guess you're right. <laughs> Keep going, though. But I have written down, think about Jesus himself, what God gave him. The power to bring back the dead and heal the sick. His father was God. Mm-hmm. Dude, much I'm- has been required of him. From everyone to whom much has been given, much will be required. It's hard to look. It's hard to read that and look at like somebody just myself, for instance, I guess, and think of. I mean, I haven't been through many trials and tribulations. Well, that doesn't mean personally in mental health you haven't. No, that's true. But I mean, just just for me, it's the keep keep the faith, mm-hmm. keep the hope. I'm going to, we'll dig more into this as we go. Cause yeah. I got to think, I got to, well, I uh, keep going with your, your thing. Cause it, this will, I have a point here. I haven't made yet. No, no, you're good. I mean, we're still, we're still cooking on this thing, but I, I would say definitely the strategy of don't just shoot from the hip. I, I am a fan of fruit, shooting from the hip and diving in, but still having a reason and the strategy of going like, okay, I have a four set plan of how can I achieve this and how do I get there? Because the biggest thing is you want to understand how you can get there, how you can get healthy. How can you either get out of a relationship or hear the relationship you're in? How do you, um, I don't know, maybe it's a financial issue. Look at how, go on YouTube. We have so much knowledge at our hands. But I will turn, I really liked how you, you said keeping the faith. And Paul was in chains um, before King Agrippa um, as you know, walking through the book of Acts here, he was in chains standing before him. How, hmm. I mean, that just begs the question how do you keep the faith? How do you keep the faith standing in chains? How do you keep the faith? It's easy to say have faith, but man, how do you keep and it? And even back to Solomon, I mean, literally, his life was in chains the 12 years, 12 oh, yeah. years a slave. I mean, his life, and here's how Paul, do you keep the faith? He telling of his preaching to King Agrippa to this day. I have had help from God, and so I stand here, testifying to both small and great. He's saying there, he's like, I'm, listen, when I was out peacefully preaching about God, I, I had him with me, and here I am in chains before you. It's still got him I still faith. got him. I'm not going to lose faith, because he knew he had a purpose, a clear conscience. So clear your mind of whatever BS is in there, and don't look for other people. Dig really deep, internalize Dude, meditate, visualize. We've both done that. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Is visualizing meditation, seeing it in my head before it comes. Shout out to uh, Harrison. Yeah, and David Harrison. Goggins. Yes. Harrison and David Goggins. They inspire me <laughs> every day. Acts 26, 29. Now, this is walking. Agrippa said to Paul, are you quick? Oh, 28, actually. Agrippa said to Paul, are you quickly persuading me to become a Christian? So Paul's in chains before this guy, the king. Whether quickly or not, I pray to God that not only you also, all who are listening to me today, might become such as I am, except for these chains. So there he is. He's like, dude, I'm praying that you be that you just simply have faith and become a believer like me. All who are listening to me today, these words are 2,000 years old that I'm speaking mm-hmm. right now. I, I, I wrote that down. I said, this Amen. is timeless. This Amen. is timeless, dude. I pray that you also, who are listening to me today, might become such as I am. He's sitting there in chains praying for the dude in front of him. And everyone who can hear these words. So I don't know how these words crawled from this to here, but they're here. And understand they serve a purpose. I don't don't like to believe in chance. I like to believe in purpose. But he's sitting there and he's basically forgiving the guy going, listen, you might not understand me, but I'm saying I want you to. I think it's about keeping the big picture in mind too. That, Yeah. 
Paul had the big picture in mind. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was gifted a gifted a very clear picture to go preach. That's that true. was it. Yeah. And nothing could stop him. He had a clear conscience on his mission and before God himself saying, hey, I've got a purpose to serve. I'm going to go live it. And I'm going to have every waking, breathing moment of my life serve my purpose. And your purpose might be being a great mother, being yep. a businessman, or whatever I it was, is. That's why I was, yeah. It doesn't have to be grand, you know? No. No, you want a healthy looking body for the summer, picture it. And yeah. take step by step to do it. Mm -hmm. And take step by step across those. Set a goal. Write it down. You're really good. I will say it. Writing stuff down. and For those who don't know Alex, he's probably got, I don't know, five or six journals at know, least. Something. He's got a journal for every book he reads, his Bible, um, his 10-minute exercise, Shit. his daily journal. You're really good at keeping track of what you do. I would say you're very conscious. And you've been told this. You're very in the moment. You're very conscious and very aware of what's going on. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how that might. You, I, I, I I think that's that. why you don't get as in low spots that. like other people do. I'd say your low spots aren't super low because you're so good at self checking yourself. Yeah, I'd say that. Like I you, appreciate that. Man. You're very good at saying no more than other people. I'm just saying that. Like <sighs> that's when cool here. When other people are having a few yeah. beers, you're like, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I. I've it's not that, that I hold myself to high standards. I don't know I what it is. That's. That's your thing is having that accountability. You're a very accountable person, self-discipline-wise. Now, in other ways as well. Yeah. But I, I would say the same about you. In certain aspects, yeah. I mean, but... Still working on that. I think I I'm accountable, but self-discipline is, is still definitely a thing of... Well, I think a lot of it might stem off of uh, how frugal I may be. I mean... Hmm, that's true. That's, that's, just, that's just a side. That's just a, one aspect of it. I know <laughs> you could look at the beer situation and be like, no, no, I'm good. But it could be just like, I, I just want to save money. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know? That's true. Now, I'm, I'm saying that because yeah, there's I things mean, you can do to not let yourself get in the hole in the first place. Well, for me, too, I guess it's like we talked about. It's writing it down. Mm -hmm. The people I'm inspired by are not only my dad, God, my, and people around me. But the people I'm inspired by are the people that are ruthless, ruthlessly, uh, I don't know the word, but just they don't give in easy. I remember one of my, my dad had me, uh, my dad and I sat down one day and watched Cool Hand Luke. And this is a movie from like, I don't know, 60s or 70s, 60s 80s, or I don't know. What no, it's it got to be earlier in the 80s. But one of my favorite scenes is he's getting whipped on by, by a dude in the jail. Mm -hmm. And these, this old, I mean, they're just boxing in the middle of the, like on the ground outside. On the, the ground gym. outside, yeah. And he just keeps getting back up. Mm -hmm. He gets knocked out. Oh, dude. Gets back up. It's gets like knocked rocking. down. I mean, just to the point where the guy is in exhaustion for beating him up. Mm -hmm. Punch after punch after punch. He just keeps getting back up. To, and the people around him who had formed the circle are just like, dude. This is hard to watch. Dude, it's like in Rocky. Remember, he keeps getting knocked down by Apollo Creed, and he just gets back up, and he looks at him. He's like, he just wants to fight. Yeah. He just wants to. And Apollo Creed looks at Rocky like he's absolutely nuts. I love that scene. Yeah. I but absolutely those, freaking love that and scene. And those are the people I, I'm inspired by. Mm -hmm. And so Solomon, too, Northup, in The 12 Years of Slave, he's, he, keeps, he keeps faith. He keeps hope, but he keeps getting back up. And my point is, I keep I just write this stuff down. Mm -hmm. I just write down quotes that I like. 
I would just write down shit that I, I stuff that I find in books and movies down. I write it down. This is perfect, dude. And me writing it down just kind of plants it in my brain more and more, this, more and more. It just plants it in my brain to the point where it's just like, look, this is not, it might not be who I am at the moment, but this is who I want to be. Mm-hmm. These are the people I knit. Your higher from. purpose? Yeah, my higher purpose. And, and when I finally get to the point where I'm a dad, those are, that's the kind of intuition I want to, th- you know, mm-hmm. enthrall around my children, now, I guess. I that know. is perfect because that leads into step three of what I had for, well, not step, I guess, this my is, third point. This is good. You have much more of a layout than this. Well, that, You're that, a good dude on this. <laughs> <laughs> of when the world is knocking you down, how do you get back up? After you detach, have a strategy. The biggest challenge for most people, okay, because a lot of us will watch all the YouTube videos, we'll be like, well, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Real quick, do you, when you say most people, I, just, I mean, you think... I've been from, there. I've been the yes. most people. Say that. Okay? Say That's that. why I say that. Yes. I've been the most people where they're, well, I'm going to make the change, and well, I'm I mean, going like, to go on this fad diet. It's been brought up every podcast, but you lost a significant amount of weight. 40 pounds. A For, significant amount of weight. At a pounds. young age, too. Which, I mean, I guess you, some people could look at that and be like, well, that's easy. At a young age, you can do that. But still, it's like at a young age, peer pressure, everything around you, it's just like, I don't know. I, I would say at a young age, it might be even harder. I think it was harder because I was homeschooled, so there wasn't like a gym class to do every day. Well, not only that, but homeschooled, you're not going, you're not yeah. walking into the hallways and looking at other kids who are much slimmer than you. And yeah. It's easy to see them look at you. It's easy to see the fingers being pointed. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you're I, homeschooled. I, I did it, and this will come off as ego to some people, but I explain it that I did it for myself. I still do it for myself. Which you, know? you ultimately got to do everything. Yeah. For your, I don't know. You, you got to. And that's the thing, because when you, I look at life kind of like a stock. If you want to be a good stock, you have to invest in yourself, okay? So when you're yeah, at the gym you said eating that good the other food, day. reading, I thought that was good. Um, Doing anything healthy for your brain or your body, because I believe in the one of mind, body, and spirit. All that is very intertwined. You like if you want to be something of value, then give yourself some freaking value. Well, yeah, there's a quote. I forgot the guy's name, but it says, "If you have health, you have hope. <laughs> if you have well, hope, too. if you have hope, you have everything." Mm-hmm. Boom. Touchdown, Jesus. <laughs> Touchdown, there Jesus. is. There's oh, no. the point. You just did it. There's the point yeah, I was baby. looking for. But I will say, there is absolutely no change without action. There is no, absolutely. no change will happen in the course of your whole entire life if there's no action taken. Yeah. You will I just mean, sit that, that, comes down, that comes down to writing it down. Boom. You can sit on the couch and just think about, man, I want to... I, I I'm going to run. On the, I can sit there on the couch and watch these movies about all these people that I look up to. Mm-hmm. But you got to work. What the hell is that going to do? <laughs> hey, you have a line on a song that's pretty darn good. Alex is a really good songwriter. Oh, what, shit. What, what, what's it about? Oh, you and Trey Lewis. Trey Lewis is a really good guy here in town, oh, too. Oh, uh, yeah. JB was a... Yeah, Say, JB. Tell him. Tell the folks. Don't um, steal this line. We're calling it now. Copyright. Well, Dreams I, don't work. Unless you do. Boom. Put some sauce on it. Well, Cook I, I got to cite this because I don't know where it came from, but it was up on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? But Public domain, baby. It worked. <laughs> But I would say... But that's 100% true. If you've set those goals, you can watch the Rocky movie, but you've got to just go and get dirty and go make a change. You have to go do action. I wanted to play piano for years. 
I had I I literally bought a book and I'm sitting down teaching myself the piano through YouTube. Which is and pretty inspirational, man. I'll tell you that. It's Be- pretty inspirational. There's no change without action. I'm never gonna be a freaking piano player unless I play the piano. And your end result too is you know you know your end result is you want to play it up on stage. Yeah, I'm not looking to be Beethoven. No, I'm looking to entertain people. Yeah, it's become, and, and something I've always wanted to do. I want to write songs. It's something. I and the first thing I did, I I printed a picture of the the piano I want to play on stage. I put that right in front of my keyboard on the wall. Yeah, because you have a small piano at the a moment. Very small Yamaha, you know. But I mean, you've got keys or something. I talked to my dad, and he goes, "Listen, if if you really want to play the piano, you'll play that thing and earn the good piano." Yep. You know, and I put a picture of Ray Charles and Elton John, two guys who have inspired me to play the piano. So every day I look up, if I want to play the piano like them on stage, all I got to do is practice. Yep. Course of action right there. And shift, and this is bouncing off what you said, how you put pictures, because we both have pictures of people who inspire us on the wall. Quotes, use that to shift your focus and your personality. I guess it's like, yeah, you wake up every day and you see it. Kind of. I mean, mm-hmm. you do. Mm-hmm. I guess you want it's a reminder. Not, it's, there's no guess. Yeah. For me, from my perspective, and I know for you too, you wake up every day and you see it. Mm-hmm. You wake up every day and you see it. Uh, shit, what's his name? Something. He's the he's the wide receiver or tight end for uh, Atlanta Falcons, I think. Oh Gonzalez. my god, Aaron Tony, Gonzalez. Is it Tony Gonzalez? Tony Gonzalez. Aaron Gonzalez. Oh my gosh, Tony no, Gonzalez. But he was on a podcast with Ed Milet, and they had made that point. You know, and he wakes up every day. He wakes up every day, and I don't even think he opens his eyes before he starts envisioning what it is he wants to see, and what did, it is he wants to do, and, and what he, he, would is he wants to sit down be. before the game for like twenty minutes with his eyes closed and visualize how he wants to perform during that game. He's a Hall of Fame but tight not, end. That's it. Yeah, yeah, tight end for uh, I think Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I, think I think it was, it was Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez. It was. It was he, Tony. He was Gonzalez. a strong believer in meditation and visualization. Yeah, but I mean, people. It was to the point of. Tasting the sweat running down his forehead into his lips, you know, uh, yeah. smelling the smelling the grass, mm-hmm. which kind of almost makes you hungry, you know. Oh yeah, it keeps it d- you. It definitely keeps you, wants you to. Yeah, but let that be because the lead for the you, course of action. It's the same thing as like cooking. It's oh, like yeah. at the end of this, I know what I'm gonna get oh, to yeah. a degree. You 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 smell it in a you smell it at a restaurant. And you're mm-hmm. like, man, I want to make that at home. I know what it smells like. I know the end result. I've just freaking tasted it. Now I want to go home and make it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're right, dude. You know? I never thought of that. That's a really good way to put it. But uh, I want to hit on the word focus. Um, oh, mm-hmm. strong. That's a big That's challenge That's a hard one. Focus is intentional practice. Tiger, I, if anyone um, isn't a golfer, read the book, Tiger Woods, My Story. It's about the 1997 Masters. Hold on. His I mean, focus. Yeah, you... Uh, I remember, remember when Tiger I read that Woods book fan. like a year ago. Yeah. I'm a big Tiger Woods fan, big golfer. But his focus was like... But even if you're not a golfer, he, Tiger Woods is a damn good... Um, Got to look up to him. He's he, in some aspects. Yes. Other yes, aspects yes, yes, we yes, know. Yes, but on, the course, on the course, look up to Tiger Woods. Anyways. Um, but his intentional practice, like he was so in the moment... Like, there's a difference between sitting down with a guitar and strumming and blah, 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 blah. You know, farting around with Whatever it. you're doing. Yeah. And then, like, going, like, no, I'm learning. And getting in that headspace of, like, this is my time. I'm going to get better. Focus. Like, don't have your phone buzzing. Don't be Instagramming while practicing. Isn't that what your, uh, again, what your Robert Greene kind of preaches? Yeah. Intentional focus. There's a big difference between practice and... And just farting around. And farting around, yeah. Yeah. 
Like when you write, Alex will like lock the door, turn off the light. And if you walk in and interrupt him, he'll go, no. <laughs> okay, no. You yeah. know, we have an open door policy with our house. You know, we'll feed all who come. But when Alex is uh, in practice mode, and I'm well, using you thing. as an example. You yeah, know? but I would say that. I mean, that's the same thing with you. Yeah, working out and shit. I mean, and, and, just... and it shifts your personality. You go, no, like when I was in the cookout days, I was like, I don't want to be known as that. That earlier point we made, like when you're in the course of action, you need to change your personality where you go, no, that's not me. Like, I know who I want to be and what I want to become, and I can see myself tomorrow, next week, and 10 years down the road so, of what I want to be. Exactly. Keeping the big picture within the midst of focus. That's because, a good one right there. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, you it's so easy to slip. It is so easy to slip. You did it, you did it for a solid week, and yeah. then at the end of the week, you just, oh, I could take a day off. And maybe you can on a Sunday just let off a little bit, mm-hmm. but also keep that focus. By keeping the focus, you're by keeping the big picture, you're going to keep the focus. I think. Yeah, especially during this quarantine. Like, I don't know when we're going to be back on stage. Nobody does. I, like, we're all I, up in the air. I don't know the next time I'm going to be in the writers' know, room five days a week. Exactly. Like, but you do know who it is you want to be, exactly. and how you want to look when summer hits, or what, and how you can work towards it too, and how you can work towards and it. and hit a reset. What we're doing right now, I think. Uh, I think I've had a rough week when it comes to the food I've been eating. I was. Being really healthy, but this week it was... Well, side note, too. I mean, it's Saturday, right? And yeah. What we, two days ago, we promised ourselves we were going to fast. We're doing a 24-hour fast. Which... I didn't think it'd come up, but... I mean, come on now. <laughs> we're, we're in the middle of it right now. Just as a little, like, okay, we can do this. You know, little yeah. goal, boom. Hopefully it leads off to other bigger things. But, like, we're yeah. just doing a 24-hour fast but just, be, just because. Well, mentally testing, physically testing. And, yeah. And trying to find... I mean... I don't know about you, but you kind of you have to look at the big picture too. It's like we're also reading the Bible, mm-hmm. and there was—I mean, I just got done with Ezra, Estra, and they—they they fasted before they before they took course of action. Mm-hmm. I guess their their means of before they took that big jump, they would fast. I think to just get their mind right, yeah, and then they would jump into battle or whatever they were mm-hmm. jumping into, <laughs> yeah. Now, your battle, now let's talk about this. Your battle or your glory moments, don't think your glory moments have to be huge. Sometimes your moment of glory, okay? Now, I'm going to bounce this off another point, so listen in. Your moment of glory might be that last rep in the gym. It might be that extra quarter mile you ran, that extra chapter you read, the you not having the pint of ice cream on a Wednesday night. not saying that happened in this house. I'm just saying there was a chance. We kind of gave in. I'm calling calling myself out. But your, your moment of glory doesn't have to be huge and get 10,000 likes. Your moment of glory could be deep, dark, personal, and quiet. And, and listen, don't celebrate too much. See, those are... Don't yeah. get all pompous. Just, you know, yeah. I wrote this down. You can't be constantly rewarding yourself, okay? Because remember... Say that again. You can't be constantly rewarding yourself, remember, because you're trying to build habits and a lifestyle, not a one-month kick. Yes, so if I've heard though, I don't want to stray no, away please from go point, ahead, but I've heard though, rewarding yourself, it's not, that's, that's a key word, it's constantly rewarding yourself. Yes, don't that's why I put that in there. Don't constantly reward yourself. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, don't eat a pint of ice cream just because you ran or walked a mile. Yeah. But at the end of the week, that's why like Sunday, you let off a little bit and you have that little bit of ice cream or whatever. Yeah. Give yourself that Give little... yourself a reward, a pat on the back. Yeah. Pat on the back. But... But still, 
higher goal. If it's not, yeah. But if it's not feeding into the end result, mm-hmm. don't overdo it. <laughs> and, I, and I wrote, that's a hard thing, though, too, because you look at, like, anything worth worth doing is over is worth overdoing. Yes. But if it's not feeding into your end result, if it's not going to get you to where you want to be, then then doing it isn't worth it at all. Hey, dude, do a self-check. Is what know. I'm doing right now helping me? Exactly. You know? And um, <laughs> I wrote this down. If it kind of sucks, you're probably doing it right. <laughs> you yeah. know? If, yeah. what, if what you're doing to meet your goals kind of sucks, yeah. hey, there's some certain pride in having it, that sweaty, shitty six-mile run. Exactly. You know? But I remember one day. Especially if it's, you know, if it's easy. Yeah. I mean, I mean you hear lack of pressure. If you know? it's easy, everybody would do it. Yeah. But, like, remember that? I remember one time I went on. I was. This was in the middle of February when I was going to train for a half marathon in March. And then quarantine kind of messed that up. And I was like, I need to go run today. And it rained. Oh, it was 40. Yeah. Remember that? And I. Yeah, I was at work. You about four miles in, I'm shivering on this run yeah. while running. And I'm just like, I got two miles to go. This sucks. But I knew I'd get back to that van in the rain. And shivering, and it was dark too. It was like five thirty, six o'clock in the middle of February, so it was dark. Yeah. But like that was my glory moment of like I just ran in the cold. I'm soaking wet, but I'm like, hey, I'm getting towards the half marathon. Now, sadly, the half marathon got canceled. But you know, that was one of those moments where I was like, that was the quiet celebration glory moment. You know, and maybe instead of having a pint of ice cream bouncing off this point too, have an apple, have an orange peanut butter or something, natural peanut butter. Yeah. Replace the stuff, but. Yeah, you look at it. It's like how how much does it suck at the end of the at the end of all that suckiness? It's like you feel that much better. Mm-hmm. It's like it a, can a suck pride completely in it. <laughs> if you get done with it. If you accomplish it to some degree, how do you not feel damn good about it? And then you look back. I'm just kind of going. Just keep going. Well, I mean, just you look back and you're like. You compare it to that. Well, I did that last week. It was mm-hmm. raining last mm-hmm. week. It's sunny this week. Mm-hmm. I can. I ran seven miles in the rain. I run. I ran two miles in the rain. You and I have run ten miles in the rain. It's like damn. I can easily run three miles in the sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It almost gets easy. It almost gets easy. The hard shit eventually becomes easy, but that's why you keep challenging yourself. The people we listen to, they they preach that shit. Yeah. And oh, people yeah. Re- re- we read. Now, when you are in a low spot, um, when it comes to brain health, brain health is definitely a thing. Visualization, meditation, reading are all great things. Okay? They're all wonderful things. But movement is key. It's hard to feel knocked down while moving. Physically, almost in, like not possible to be sad while working out on a run or while moving. Now, I wonder what you're like, Clayton, I bet you're making some bullshit up. And I was like, no. I found a study at harvardhealthedu.com to back this up to cite this. The Exercise Effect (laughs) by Dr. Michael Craig Miller. Harvard, baby. That's the site. Exercising starts a biological cascade of events that results in many health benefits, such as protecting against heart disease and diabetes, improving sleep, and lowering blood pressure. Sorry, this excites me. High-intensity exercise releases the body's good fuel chemicals called endorphins, releasing in the runner's high that joggers report. But for most of us, the real value is in low-intensity exercise sustained over time. Okay, keyword. Don't be doing low-intensity all the time. Do it all the time. 
That kind of activity spurs the release of proteins called neurotrophic or growth factors, which cause the nerve cells to grow and make new connections. The improvement in brain function makes you feel better. And these are quotes from him. In people who are depressed, neuro neuroscientists have model neuroscientists have noticed that the hippocampus in the brain, the regions that helps regulates mood, is smaller. Exercise supports nerve cell growth in the hippocampus, improving nerve cell connections, which helps relieve depression. You want to be happy? Keep moving. Take your dog for a walk. Go for a beautiful hike. That's pretty much what it's saying. Damn, dude, there's a there's a lot there, I'll be honest with you. I was trying to keep up, but I was also trying to comprehend, comprehend it and relate it to everyday situations. You're saying in that it's saying you, yeah, you're going to be happier. Just that, just that depression or the area for depression uh, kind of depress? Yes. That's a, yeah. As, As you are kicking more endorphins around? Yes. When you, because you're, when you're happy, you have much more dopamine and endorphins in the brain. Like your brain is kicking, like going, this is good. This is good. This is good. Because your brain is just full of wires. And what he's saying is when you're moving and you're exercising, your brain is unconsciously firing like that. You don't yes. have to think about it. You're naturally... Now, as someone who likes to work out and run, I'm not some bodybuilder who, you know, don't no, let all that run away from me. But when you're doing, when you're working out or on a hike or on a run or anything like that, or even playing base basketball with the boys, your brain is going, this is good. This is good. Your brain unconsciously knows what's good for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's, that's science. I can't cite that right now. But when you're moving and you're good. in movement, if you're feeling sad... Literally, physically get moving. Now, if Netflix makes you happy, that's great. If reading makes you happy, that's great. I like to read. I've watched Netflix before, but I would say when you're moving and you've achieved that, that's like the ultimate pull of like, I'm happy. I'm good. I'm working on myself. So, yeah. Like, you know, movement. It makes you happy. That's yeah. why you should take a course of action. I think when you can get... I found that when I exercise in the morning, if I can get that done first... And I cross that off my to-do list, I can go, well, now practicing the piano doesn't seem like that much of a challenge because I just worked out for 45 minutes mm -hmm. or 30 minutes. Start at 20 minutes. Shit, just start. Just take a walk. Swiss cheese. Start stamping holes. That's what my mom would say growing up. She goes, you just got to get That's started. That's interesting. Yeah. You know? She'd say Swiss cheese. Swiss cheese. And fight every day. Do not quit. Find people, music, or anything to inspire you and get through it every day. You want a reason to wake up. And you want a reason to go to bed to keep fighting. Yeah. I think, don't you have it written down on your wall? If you I, go to, um, if you have a hard time going to sleep. That means you didn't work hard enough today, and today only happens once. Now, within the midst of all this, it's that tough, we're throwing to be honest, it's out, tough. we're just spitting at this mic. Hey, but I will Hold say. On. Let me just say. Let me just say this. Okay, go ahead. The, oh. What we're saying into this mic, it may sound like we are. Heavy-hitting mofos who just hit hard every day. We're no. not. From my perspective, I mean, no. me personally, we're not. But you don't but have to be. You don't have to be. That's the thing. We know what kind of People tickles our funny bone and gets our, gets our kicks. And that's, and that's the endorphin kick. Uh, yeah. You, and, and I'm trying I'm, to think. I'm going to bounce off that point by yeah. saying that anything – that we said today, it's not going to make you a multimillionaire and fix your whole life. And this isn't Please about don't. becoming that. Don't hold us to that. <laughs> yeah, this is about don't want that. literally if you're in a dark spot, 
getting out of it and improving yourself. When the yourself. world is knocking you down, how do you get back now, up? Now, that doesn't mean when you come out of this low spot that you're going to be, boom, epiphany, changed man. My whole life is different. No, it's... You're, but you're you will find it some, easier yeah. next time you are in that low spot to get your ass back up. Like, you're still going to have sucky days, folks. No one, no one, not even the Bible says all the days of your life are going to be happy. I'm not sitting here promising that if you work out, make your bed, eat right, that you're going to have great days. But what... It's, and once again, I'll go to Alex. He's a good example for this. Through this quarantine, he's been setting the small goals and achieving them. You're still writing. Yeah. You're still writing and reading, going on runs. So, Here I mean, I'm not going to talk about myself. I feel like I've... The last, <laughs> week, the last week has been rough. Um, I won't lie on that. Easter Sunday, we went ham on the food. That was... that I, I would say deserved, but that was, that was awesome. That was good food, man. Oh, we couldn't... That's, that's the thing. When you got the, when you got the uh, attributes and... Or not the attributes, but the uh, the talent for cooking that God gave you, <laughs> man. That w- I would find it I would find it hard to not eat, not eat <laughs> homemade biscuits. Look at me, I, I, I don't know how to cook the way you do, so it's easy to not eat the way. It's a creative you outlet. Do. It fun. is. It is. I, I like to cook, but, but it's also like like we said, man. It's uh, it's also about looking at the end result, mm-hmm. and it's just it's looking about the end result of what's going to be on the on your plate at the end of this. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good way to look at it. keeping the focus. That's what I talked about earlier about the restaurant thing. And I like how this is all in the taking course of action. Every day finding people, music, or anything that inspires you just to get through the day. Just to get through today. Not through the month, not through the year, but the next. There's only... I like to wake up now. Waking up early is something we like to do in this house because when noon strikes, the day's half gone. You know, So waking up at 8 or 9 a.m., you realize you're... You're already, what, 35, 40% through the day already? So waking so, up early is a good way to kind of get a jump start on that. Yeah. Making the most of the day. Because here we are, it's, it's 1030. We've only got 13 and a half hours today. That means we get to eat. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Nine hours or something like that, 10 hours. But I would say make most of the day. And I, I have songs that inspire me. Yes. That I listen to on a run that I can go to to get the last mile. So you talk about, man, that's interesting. That's an interesting take because a lot of people do. You work out and you listen to music, except David Goggins. Yeah, he's nuts. I, I love listening so, to music working out. You look at like how inspiring he is. Now he's a he's a he's a savage. The yeah. dude's a savage. Look up David Goggins and you'll know. If you he's a literal walking a human lot. badass. Yeah, he's a savage, but he doesn't listen to music. I don't know. For us, it's like listening to music gets that little more endorphins kick. When I listen to, this is going to sound cheesy, but when I listen to Till I Collapse by Eminem, mm-hmm. that lights a fire under my ass. Yeah, I'll listen to Like a Rock by Bob Seger on a run. Just yeah, because that's I'm a good like, one too. I'm like, I feel, I feel inspired. That gets you, that gets you even more motivated. Yeah, and and in the midst of working out, you're already motivated. Your endorphins are just firing. Your, yeah. cylinder, your cylinders are firing. So we're not saying like working out, maybe working out and getting in shape maybe isn't your goal. Maybe you're already in that whatever maybe you it just is. want to be happier. But you want to be happier. What is it that gets your endorphins <laughs> kicking? Yeah. I don't know. I can't answer that for you. No. I know what from And that's why does. I like to say build yourself up. This is all on you. Nobody else can do this for you and tell yourself you can do it. This is what I wanted to hear. Tell yourself you can do it, and it does not matter what other people think. So, absolutely. We talked about in the other podcast that environment is kind of everything. No, nobody kind of gives a shit, sadly, other than maybe your mother. Mm-hmm. 
and your brother, and your family, your people, your people around you, but not a lot of people give a shit what you may be going through. So you got to look inward for that. Uh, I'm going to get to a point here, but we just watched Passion of the Christ mm-hmm. on Easter. Who was the uh, Jim? Jim Savizio? Is that how you say his name? I believe name? so. Anyways, after the Passion of the Christ, I usually do this. If the movie's inspiring, I will look up facts about it and just how they created it and mm-hmm. what was the mindset behind it. Jim Cavizio? Savizio. Savizio. Yeah. How do you know that? I think I've watched Jim. I think I've watched a few interviews on him. Okay. He's a Anyways. Yeah, he was interviewed. And he, uh, this is what quote he said. Um, within the midst of making the movie, he was, he was asked, a, he was asked of a lot. Mm-hmm. He had to give a lot. Mm-hmm. Especially up on the hill. If you watch the movie, it's crazy. But he had a quote that said, every generation of Americans, every generation of Americans needs to know that freedom exists not to do what you like, but having the right to do what you ought. Hmm. Now, he was talking in a, in a whole, hopefully whole spiritual aspect of it. I mean, just the, he was talking more spiritually than anything. But when you, when you come down, when it comes down to it, what is it you ought to do? Rather than what it is you like to do. Now, what you like to do gets your... I'm just free-balling here. Keep but going. What, what you like to do gets your endorphins going. For a short amount of time, I believe so. For a short amount of time. I get... Yeah, that's a good point right there. Yeah, I, I love that, to eat food. That instant but gratification is what you like. But I love what to is eat food, it, but yeah. it's not... I know that soon after I go, you know, shit, man. Yeah. Like, again. So what is it you ought to do? Not say no. Not do it. There's other... There's, say no. Say no. There's Say no to Pizza Hut pizza. It's that... It, I, so that's so the course having, of action. That's an action in itself is saying no. I'm learning here, man. We're all learning here. This, oh, is, this is great for us because yes. I'm learning. I'm. Yeah. This is good for me. So you, have, you, you set that. You have the end result. Mm-hmm. Keep the focus. By keeping the focus, know what you ought to do. Mm-hmm. When that's I read that great, the next dude. day, I, I, I had those goals, those mm-hmm. little day goals, and above it, it's just like, okay. What is it you ought to do? So there's a difference between doing what you action. want in the action. Knowing do- the action, though. Yeah. There's Anyways, a difference sorry. between doing what you want and doing what's right for you. That's, that's kind of how I can build off that. Doing, yeah. Doing what it is you ought to do. Yeah. To, to get to where you want to go. There to you get go. to where you want to be. There you go. It's got to kind of suck. And within the midst of that, dude, keeping actually, hope and faith. I will actually, I'm going to read a quote for everybody. Real quick. Um, Are you looking it up? Because I have something here. Go, go, go ahead. Well, I just kind of want to get the definition of hope because I thought that would be interesting. I don't know. I mean, hope is a feeling that what is wanted will happen. Hope. If you have hope, you have everything. Amen, dude. So, Man, I don't know. That's just... So I... Uh, this is David Goggins' Instagram yesterday, last night. I was reading, because I was doing a lot of thinking, as usual, late at night last night. And we talk about when shit gets, like like you said, what you ought to do. Like, if you want to get healthy, you can't eat Pizza Hut. That, you have to say no. You have to do what sucks, which is running, maybe eating the food you don't want to eat. Maybe in the relationship, you got to say the things you don't want to say. Maybe with your finances, you got to not buy the thing you want to buy. It's that simple. you got to do a little sucky shit. So visualize this. This is David Goggins' Instagram last night. 
Close, close your eyes before you walk to the ring of life. Think about this as your eyes are closed. To exist in the world, we must contend with humiliation, broken dreams, sadness, and pain. No Strife. mother effer can avoid it. I don't want to say that word on the podcast. We are programmed to seek comfort as a way to numb it all out and cushion the blow. The weak-minded are looking for safe spaces to hide. Oh, but there's a few of us that seek out misery, pain, and discomfort. You are that person. You must be the person that prays for the worst situation possible because you know if it goes that way, you will win. Suffering is not for the weak. It is for the mother effer looking for the beginning of his or her soul. You want to see where most people desires and will ends and yours begins. I'm not done yet, but think about that. Where most people's desires ends, yours is just getting started. Well, that's, man, to build off that, it's like that pain. It's like when you're working out and you finally get to that pain. You're just getting, as dim, diminishing as it may be, you're just be- getting started. I can't believe you said that because he literally just types this after that. When, pain's, when pain comes to you, and it will... Make sure, make sure you are that person who smiles, knowing that this is home. Now open your eyes and crush all that comes before you. You and only you know the pain you are willing to endure to achieve what others think is the impossible. Now open but, your eyes and crush all that comes before you. You and only you know the pain you are willing to adore, endure to achieve what others think is the impossible. Stay savage. Now some... Man, that's good shit. Stay savage. Take that to the freaking bank and home run. Stay savage. Is that what it says? Stay yeah. savage. But get sucky. See, I read um. Get, oh, that's good. What was a book I read? It was called El Paso. I read it oh, a couple months ago, but it was mm-hmm. a, it was a realistic fiction historical story, and like one of the characters in the book goes, "You just got to eat a little shit every day." Yeah, it's good. Humbles you. Yeah. Oh man, I forgot the author. The book is in my room. It's called El Paso. You guys can look it up. But man, but that feeds right into the feeling uncomfortable. That yeah. feeling, that feeling of uncomfortableness to me gets me going. Mm-hmm. But let me bounce off this. When you want to get out of that hole, when you are uncomfortable enough for long enough, all of a sudden it's not uncomfortable. When you were living out of a van, the uncomfortable became comfortable. Yeah, I mean to the yeah to the degree now it's like it's just I enjoy it. But is it uncomfortable? Not as much as it used to be. So yeah. how do how do you find that uncomfortableness? And Actually, that that can be working out for me. It's just that it's so, it's so easy to relate. To. It's, the, it's, yeah. it's it's so when you're running that you've ran that three miles, you get to that fourth mile and your your legs are on fire. Yeah, you're you're in the midst of growing. Yeah, but then three miles is easy. After three that. miles is easy. Yeah, and at some point four miles will be easy. It's like saying no to food. Saying but no being to food the first time is uncomfortable because you want it so bad. But then after that, you're like, oh, I said no. The first, the first week on piano has sucked. Yeah. But I know the shit that was hard is now easy already. So you can apply that on every level. That can be applied to any phase of learning anything. Where at the beginning it sucks, step two makes step one easy. Step three sucks. Well, step three made step two easy. So apply that to anything. Just man, get shitty for a while. There's a reason why recipes are usually the first one is melt your butter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just looking at. Okay, how do you, I'm just looking at like how do you? In the midst of this quarantine, you're not. You you can't go out too much. So how to how do you find that uncomfortableness? That was the beginning of our conversation. How do you find that uncomfortableness within the house? You're within the little apartment that you're living in. In the midst of this quarantine, you can't really leave. 
Yeah. So how every day do you find? How do you get a little? How do you grow by by getting uncomfortable? Well, I and like it's not to say you can't things. go for a run. I went for a run a few days ago, and I went to places in the neighborhood I've never been before. It was that was new. It wasn't exactly uncomfortable, but getting <laughs> uncomfortable in the house, God, that's tough, dude. I'd say like working out in the garage. I don't really like. I don't like it. But it, it, it's about pushing yourself. Yeah, but I, I know I have to yes. do it. It's like, well, I don't have to do it, but I know for me, I want to. But that shit, that's uncomfortable. But look at uh, look at uh, Sylvester Stallone. You know his story about how he wrote Rocky, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he wrote it in a... I mean, I don't Wasn't know. Wasn't the door, was, like, right next to the table? A and, door, yeah, a dinner table-sized apartment. Yeah. But he had nothing. He said there was no distractions. No distractions. That's the other thing, too. You know, I mean, you lock that door. But you talk about uncomfortable. That's physically uncomfortable. Oh, he was probably hitting his elbows on the wall. Well, yeah, it's I not. Don't know. I picture him right by the window. It's not a very <laughs> inspiring space either. It's not a very inspiring space, but he knew his end result. Damn. I don't know how. Because it's not like he went to the restaurant and smelled the food they were giving but, him. Remember, he saw a Muhammad Ali fight, which inspired him. Exactly. So he had he had a story, and he probably went to the gym. Yeah, you know. So he saw. And he I don't grew know up. How he grew up in a rougher twi- setting. Twines. Yes. So I, but I think he had all that in his brain built up, and that inspired a story. It's just like you have something that builds up in your mind that inspires a song. Well, that's the same thing for me. It's like, or a chef will cook all these different meals, and he'll find you know, all the barbecues I've cooked of other people have inspired my own barbecue. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so it's like all the things you do inspire yourself. Everything you do is a model modified off other people. A lot of people so that, don't realize I that. I guess that's something maybe we haven't hit on, but we have is no. Find out who inspires you. Yeah, that's a. Find out who inspires. If you want to be a good mom. If you want to be a good dad. Or if you I mean, my dad a, inspires me in many ways. If you want to be a good anything. If you want to be good anything. Be a, if you want to be a good fisherman. Um, find great that's the thing yeah model and modify model those who have done great things because obviously their plan has worked Jesus is a good one yeah he's good guy to model off Paul Paul modeled off him and then he called us to model off him as well so model and modify model and modify find what works for other people and make it your own I know I've done that in the past Ed Milet I'm gonna cite him on that listen to his podcast but, uh, I mean, that, that's been a pretty solid talk about when the world is knocking you down, how to get back up. Um, we aren't perfect people. I'll let y'all know that. We aren't. But we just try to look for the truth and try to do things in a noble way, I guess. And we're working towards it. You're listening to two guys who are still working on themselves as much as we're trying to inspire other people. Well, as this podcast go too, hopefully we get to the nitty-gritty in a better way. It's the fourth episode, dude. It's the fourth episode. So if you made it this far, well, we appreciate the hell out of you. We thank you very much. Share with your friends. You know, save it, download it, because that helps us. We, I, I just want to say thank you to the amount of downloads we've gotten in the first few yeah. weeks. It's actually um, also uh, been shocking. Yeah, I mean, if you listen to iTunes, rank us honestly. But uh, yeah, but the more stars, no. yeah, but the more stars uh, gets us a little more boost. But Thank you to everyone for listening. We Listen. hope you inspired a little bit today. Maybe get your butt moving. If you want to talk, follow us on Instagram. I'm Clayton Man Music. Across from me is at Alex Schofield Music. You can talk to us. Um, but this has been good. I'm Clayton Man, and I'm going to let uh, Mr. Schofield take us home today again. Well, all right, all right. People.
Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for joining us wherever you may be within the midst of this craziness. Find what it is you uh, love and overdo it. Peace.